alive from the studio today. Uh, heading down to Starbase, hopefully later today. The wind is atrocious. Just want you to know that. Wind is horrible. Let's just let's just go live. I don't need to wait anymore. I think I'm pretty set up. You know what? It's a podcast. I don't have to be perfect. <laughs> it's a newscast. Let's go for this. Let's go for this. Uh, yeah, Paul Harvey, what's up, man? Uh, Stargazer Girl, welcome back to Boca Chica soon. Welcome back to Starbase soon. Uh, Michael, with the news coming in hot. Dang, you got like a whole news show right there. That's amazing. I'm just gonna read your. I'm just gonna read your chat. <laughs> It'll be like that's the show. <laughs> but you, always, Michael, like you, you always come in hot with the news. So I'm, um, I'm excited. I love, I love that you're interactive like that. It's so cool. Uh, Alessandra, how's it going? Nancy Davis, I am starting now because you're here. I'm starting now because you're here. Um, Michael said SpaceX uh, KSC is busy assembling all the OLIP segments who are calling in the bridge crane to stack them. Uh, while the foundation hardens work on the launch table foundation should be underway as well. It took a long time for that um, to harden here at, um, at Boca Chica. So I'm not sure how long it's going to take them if they have a different mix or anything like that as far as the concrete goes or if they're going to lay more concrete there. Um, but um, I'm hoping they get this thing done as soon as possible. I think that'd be amazing. What's up, Shard? What's up, Bob? Bob Brink, how you doing? Uh, welcome back, everybody. So we're going to be talking about some SpaceX Starship stuff coming up. Uh, we're talking about uh, a little bit of NASA, a little bit of AX-1, um, the AX-1, and Perpetual Nerd, what's up? And other various things just mixed in here. So, um, yeah, let's just, let's just talk about stuff. It's easiest that way, right? It's the best way to do it. So first and foremost, welcome, everybody. If you're new here, make sure to subscribe. Make sure to give this a like if you're into uh, space flight, because I do these every Monday and Friday, sometimes Wednesday at noon CST from uh, Brownsville, about 20 miles from 20, 25 miles from Starbase, Texas, where SpaceX is building their Starship. And I went down there yesterday and it was windy. It was ridiculous. Um, for the first time ever in my I don't know how long I've been here, seven, eight months, whatever. Um, I had to wear face protection uh, because the wind was blowing sand so hard at my face that I couldn't open my eyes. <laughs> it was crazy. Thirty, It was like 30 knots, I think it was, maybe 35, 40 miles an hour in some gusts. So I was wearing like I was wearing a mask. I was taking sun, uh, wearing sunglasses and I was like when I took those things off, I was squinting and I couldn't see. I was like this. Um, so it's a harsh environment to work in. And uh, me, I was only there for a little bit. You know, like I'm not there all day with it like everybody else that's building the rockets. I'm there for a X amount of hours, you know, an hour or two. Got some, you know, and I got the. I got the I got sandblasted. It's crazy, but people were working. You know, there weren't that many people working because it's a Sunday, and usually down at Starbase, there aren't a ton of people working. Uh, they have sort of a skeleton crew, and they kind of do what they need to do um, for the upcoming week, and they get everything ready. Um, you know, for the for the testing that's going to be happening in the next few days um, down there at Starbase, and they have some road closures coming up. We're going to talk about that, um, but there's there's some some updates for uh, Booster 7 and Booster 8 um, that I think may be of interest to some people. It's interesting to me because, um, it, like, they go, they iterate these designs so fast 
that you never know what's going to be next, right? So you got the, you got everything that's there right now. And in a few weeks, there's going to be a new one of the thing that's there. So booster seven, it's, you know, it needs some engines, it needs some testing. And booster eight is basically, it's pretty close to a clone of booster eight or booster seven. And it's, uh, it's very similar. Uh, the welding, I've seen the welding, I've looked, um, a welding booster seven, and there are some parts of the metal that are sort of wrinkly, if that makes sense. If that, and I didn't, unfortunately, I didn't get it on film because, um, I was in the wrong spot to get that, but I've seen it as I, as I've been down there, it's been walking around. Um, and I didn't have my camera on me, but some of the parts of the metal looked good. And there's parts that were just like a little bit, a little bit off. So that being said, um, Booster 7 might not be the booster that SpaceX launches to orbit for their first orbital flight test, which should be coming up, according to Elon in May. <laughs> but we know Elon time. Everybody knows Elon time. And Elon time is never correct. So let's just, let's just say maybe Elon's wrong about this one. Let's just say that. You know, maybe, maybe Elon's a little bit wrong. So here are the road closures, too, for this week. Uh, there was a primary date set for Monday. The road closure was canceled for today. Uh, not sure why. We don't know uh, exactly why it was closed. The winds are still kicking up. Uh, there's some bad weather. Um, let me see. Actually, let me check this real quick um, just to make sure that I have the weather um, proper. But we do have, you know, we have high winds today. Uh, hazardous weather outlook for today. And let's see, there's current uh, rip currents, high rip, high tides, um, elevated risk of uh, high winds. Yeah, breezy and gusty southwest winds, uh, 20 to 25 mile an hour with gusts of up to 40 miles per hour. So we have some high winds today. Could be one of the reasons why they postponed the testing. Could be Tuesday, sunny and breezy, high of 87. So the weather for this week is looking better, looking hot Wednesday. It's got to be 97 degrees here. That's hot. 97 degrees, super hot Thursday, 87 degrees. That's tolerable. You know, at the nighttime, it's about 72. So sometimes they, they get it all ready during the day and then they test during the night. Sometimes they test throughout the day all this week. It's going to be around 90 degrees or higher. So if you're planning a visit, I know, uh, a stargazer girl was planning a visit. Uh, bring your sunscreen, bring a lot of water, and bring uh, appropriate clothing for the weather because um, it is—it's hot here. Um, yeah, it's—it's it's, uh, for me being a northeast guy. I'm like 97 degrees, really. Like, you want me to go outside? <laughs> you want me to go outside and do anything? No, I'm going out later tonight. You know, like I'm going out later in the night. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna hang out in the sun all day long because I'll. I'll burn up. Um, <laughs> so the uh, the weather could be a factor today. The winds are so gusty that maybe they didn't want to chance it. Um, I don't know. The everything seems okay, but knots of up to forty miles an hour. You know, forty mile, forty five mile an hour winds. Could be a factor of them canceling that, or they just weren't ready. So tomorrow we have road closures. Um, you know, we have road closures from 10 a.m. to 10 p.m. Tuesday and Wednesday also. So over the weekend, they were connecting GSE lines, um, 
to Booster 7. So it looks like they're going to be doing some testing on Booster 7 coming up soon, uh, some structural testing. And it looks like they're going to be doing some pressure testing. Maybe they'll do some more cryo testing soon. Uh, we'll see. But also, maybe Booster 7 isn't the one. Maybe Booster 7 is a kind of a pathfinder for Booster 8. And that's what I want to touch on a little bit, is that Booster 7 and Booster 8 are very, very similar. Uh, Booster 7 and Booster 8 are... Um, you know, they're pretty much the same booster. Booster 8 has some refinements that are um, a little bit better. And there's a few rings missing from Booster 8 right now. So they could possibly do Booster 7 testing uh, just to kind of pathfind for Booster 8 and then move Booster 8 down to the launch site. You know, if it's a better model, there's no reason for them to hold back because Booster 9 is right around the corner. They test out Booster 7, see what's wrong with it. Maybe there's something wrong with it. Maybe everything's perfect. Who knows? But Booster 7 maybe isn't perfect. So um, they'll move on from Booster 7 to Booster 8 and use this as just a uh, you know a pathfinder for Booster 8 and future boosters. So I'm looking around here, and I'm trying to find – there we go. Booster 8, um, pretty close um, – you know, pretty close facsimile to Booster Seven, so the um, you know it's possible, it's really possible that Booster Eight and Booster Seven get switched out eventually. And I know Elon wants to fly in May, wants to fly the orbital flight test in May, but if they're going to be switching out Booster Seven and Eight, they still have to build Booster Eight. That takes a few weeks, um, and then they have to test it, which takes a month maybe. So looking to June, June, July, something like that, April, May, because we're at the beginning of April, what, April 11th right now. So April 11th, if they build out booster eight still, let's give it, let's just say roughly a month to boost out, to test booster seven, to build out booster eight, about another month. So May, middle of May um, for booster eight to be completely ready. They move booster eight down middle of May, April or May 15th. And then they have to test uh, booster eight for a month by then booster nine is you know it's already going to be done by then so why wouldn't they <laughs> so it seems like an endless cycle of boosters getting upgraded and moved to um move to the launch site but if they're if they've made any significant upgrades to booster eight and booster nine which we haven't seen yet everything on booster nine we've seen most of it uh, you know most of booster booster eight so of what they're going to be doing with it but the uh if there's if there's any reason why they should skip booster seven and go to booster eight then i think they're just going to skip booster seven i think they're just going to go straight from booster seven to booster eight and that's just my you know this is my hot take on stuff and i was down there this weekend and like i said there was a skeleton crew down there there were some people down there but not every you know there wasn't a full um, it wasn't like a full run of employees down there. A few people here and there. Um, there were people uh, at the bottom of uh, Booster 4. They were inspecting something. And there were people at uh, Ship 20, which I'm not sure what they're going to be doing with Ship 20. So the other day, uh, I was down at, at Starship, or Starbase, sorry, at the construction site. And they were doing some road work. And I went down there yesterday. And the roads were still ripped up. Right, And there's a big... Uh, big uh, lump in the road as you go down towards the uh, construction site from Highway 4. If you're coming from Brownsville into um, into the production site, there's a little bump going down. 
in a bump going up or bump going down either one because they ripped up the road there's a bump in and out of that construction so they might not be moving booster um uh booster four and ship 20 to this show is brought to you by backblaze i use backblaze to back up my podcast my video files all of my writing stuff and all my photos and you get unlimited computer backup for macs and pcs for just seven dollars a month you can back up your own documents, photos, videos, drawings, projects, all of your data and access your backed up data from anywhere in the world using the web app. And you can access the files on your mobile too. iOS, Android apps, all covered. And this is the cool part. This is my favorite part. You can restore it by mail. A hard drive will come to your house with all your data shipped to your door. It could come to your business too. And you can restore return refund program. So you can buy a hard drive restore, send the hard drive back within 30 days, and get a full refund. So basically they ship you this hard drive and then you ship it back and you don't ever pay for it, which is the perfect program for somebody who has huge files and you don't want to waste days and days downloading terabytes and teraflops of data. And if you're worried about accidentally deleting your files, two bucks extra a month, you can increase your retention history to one year. And I use it for all of my video files. It comes in super handy. So $7 plus $2, $9 a month, and you get everything backed up. Ease of mind for up to a year. And if you use the URL backblaze.com slash Elon, you get a fully featured 15-day no credit card required free trial. Check it out. Play with it. Start protecting yourself from potential bad times. Back your stuff up. It's recommended by the New York Times, Inc., Macworld, PC World, LifeWire, Wired, Tom's Guide, 9to5Mac, and more. And it's recently been listed on the NASDAQ Stock Exchange under BLZE, so you know they're legit. Backblaze is committed more than ever to bringing easy and affordable data storage that you can trust. Don't be that person that forgot to back up their important files. We've got your back. Sign up for a free 15-day trial. No credit card required. Go there, sign up, play with it. It's really powerful and it's really easy to use. So go to backplays.com slash Elon. Backplays.com slash Elon. Backplays.com slash Elon. The, uh, the Rocket Garden anytime soon. Just because that road is ripped up but that's possible you know maybe they'll get it down to the next it, it didn't look like that much construction going on so maybe uh, they didn't dig down too much so maybe they'll get that repaved in the next week or so so we might see some movement of booster four and ship 20 in the next week to just like move them out of there so be on the lookout for that that's for the uh for the next uh for the next week this is uh a, a worker at the uh it's stage zero there. He's just walking around. I don't know exactly what he did. I didn't see, I can't really see from the footage, but just walked around, did one thing and then went back. <laughs> it's pretty, it's pretty cool to see, um, you know, that sometimes there's just like, there's not a lot of stuff going on, but behind the scenes, there's a ton of stuff going on. Like that guy could have done, could have hit a button, you know, could have flipped a switch or whatever, you know, and fixed 10 things, but we're not exactly sure what he did. Uh, I looked over it with a few friends and they were like, I don't know. <laughs> These are people that go down to Starbase and hang out at Starbase. There's Hoppy too, by the way. I know some of you guys like Hoppy. So um, I decided that when I was down there, it was a really good idea to, to uh, film Hoppy for a little bit. I love Hoppy, man. It's just, it's so 1950s sci-fi. When you go down there, it really is. It's like they're building this crazy sci-fi world down there. 
And uh, yeah, Hoppy is just, <laughs> it's so cool. I can't get over Hoppy. I, I love it. But it's big. You know, some people, some people think, you know, Hoppy, Hoppy's kind of small, but you know, because we've seen videos and in the videos, it's like, it's a faraway thing, you know, like Hoppy is not that big in the videos. So you see Hoppy flying through the air, but the thing is gigantic. The thing is huge. So you, you drive past and you're like, whoa, man, this thing's huge, bigger than the wall. You know, it's just, it's a big thing. So I thought it would be fun to get a little bit of footage of Hoppy for you guys. Um, always thinking about the show. Always thinking about you guys. Uh, there's Booster 7. The other reason why I think Booster 7 might just be Pathfinder is because there's they didn't put on the uh, uh, the grid fins yet. And I would assume they put on the grid fins before they moved it down there, unless, there's, unless they're going to move it back to the bay and put them back on. But there's no real reason to move it back and forth like that. Because it takes, I mean, it takes a, a couple hours to move it back there. But I get. I mean, I don't know. I guess it depends on what their schedule is and how they how they um, how they put everything together. But if they move Booster Seven down there for all this testing for two three weeks, then they move it back to the bay to put the grid fins on. Or if they put the grid fins on, you know, maybe they could probably put the grid fins on possibly at the launch site with a crane. But um, I don't think they're going to be moving it back anytime soon. If they do move it back, they're going to bring Booster Eight down. In its place, so in its stead. Um, Bob Brink says, Hoppy has so much personality. <laughs> and Michael Maxi says, Hoppy needs some rust treatment badly. Yeah, 100%. That thing is looking nasty now. It gets pelted with sand all day long. Like, that's that's one of the things that I was talking about earlier. The, the sand and, like, the abrasiveness of that environment is, it's gnarly sometimes. Like, I don't even know any other words to explain to describe it, but it is gnarly. Even late at night when it's like peaceful and calm and it's really nice. It's like 70 degrees with a slight breeze. And you're like, this is perfect. Like this is the perfect weather. And you can smell the Gulf of Mexico and it's like, you can smell the water. It's so good. You can smell the beach. And also like, there's no, you can't really smell SpaceX. You like, it doesn't really have a they're they're not burning anything. It's not like rubber or like gasoline or anything like that. It's very clean down there still. Uh, it does have a distinct smell because it's close, like I said, to the Gulf. But also down there late at night, it gets windy and sand is just shooting everywhere. And also these things have been out in the sun for, you know, Hoppy's been out there for a long time. So, um, you know, the the fact that... You know, one of the things that's cool is the fact that SpaceX and Starbase, you know, it's not that smelly. I was assuming as I was coming down here, because I've been in I've been in environments where it's, you know, construction. I've been in, um, you know, where they're building houses, which also smells good to me because all the all the raw wood. Um, but also, you know, where they're burning tires and stuff like that. Like, that's nasty. That's gnarly. Or when they're burning oil or fuel or whatever. But SpaceX doesn't smell like that. So. But it's also gnarly because the sun is out and it's beating down at like a hundred degrees every day. Um, Shard baby, thanks for becoming part of the Cosmo crew. Um, but that puts wear and tear on something like Hoppy or something like a booster or Ship Twenty over time. So I think they, um, I think they just need a little bit of time to fix that road, and I think they need to get the. Uh, 
you know, they need to continue working on booster seven for what they need it for. And then they're, I think they're going to ditch it and go to booster eight, to be honest with you. Um, yeah. So that's the, I think that's the plan going forward. So this, yeah, like I was saying, this is just, it's a, it's a gnarly place down there. And I really hope that they, they move on from seven to eight and ship, uh, 24, 24, seven would have been cool to launch, but 24, eight or nine, not as catchy, but still it might work. Um, Bob Brink, I was watching the docking this weekend and then they started talking about a possible leak a bit nervous until they got it figured out. Yeah. I heard about that too. And the leak, you know, it was, um, it wasn't super big of a deal, I guess would be a good way to say it. Um, so the, it was just a cautionary kind of thing. Um, so we can get into that a little bit too. Let's talk about AX one mission. So here's a little, here's a little tweet from NASA. Um, Oh, where was it? I got to scroll down here for it. I, I guess I lost the tweet. Um, here we go. AX-1 mission from Axiom Space with four astronauts aboard the SpaceX Dragon Endeavor docked to the station today at 8.29 a.m. That's April 9th, 2022. April 20 or 8.29 a.m. Eastern Time. Uh, this is pretty cool, too. Look at this shot. Uh, SpaceX Dragon Endeavor carrying four um, AX-1 astronauts approaches the station above South Africa or South America just after orbital sunrise. So check this out. You can see how small that thing is. Can you see? Like, you can't even see that. <laughs> You're watching that. But here's the here's a close-up of the dock. So, um, yeah, there's there's a uh, – let's go back here. But it's very – it takes forever for these things to dock, right? So it's a, it's a very complex mechanism that makes sure that these things dock properly with the space station. But fortunately for us um, – Michael Lopez, uh, Allegria, uh, Larry O'Connor, Aitan Steeb, and Mark Pathy arrived at the International Space Station unscathed. Um, so they're about 260 miles above the uh, Central Atlantic Ocean when they docked with the International Space Station. Uh, it was delayed about 45 mission or 45 minutes as the space station teams, including mission controllers at SpaceX and NASA, worked to troubleshoot an issue preventing the crew members on station from receiving views from Dragon's center line camera of the Harmony's module docking port. Um, so the mission teams work to route video using a SpaceX ground station to the crew on the space station, allowing Dragon to proceed with docking. How crazy is that? So they they rerouted um, video just so they could dock this EX-1 mission with the International Space Station. Um, so they lined up with the module uh, astronaut, NASA astronaut station commander Tom uh, Marshburn, um, pressurize the space in between the dragon and the space station hatches and perform a leak check before opening the hatches to welcome the private astronaut crew. So yeah, very cool. Very, very cool. What just happened? What did we get? Happy Cappy. Holy cow. I wasn't even paying attention. Happy Cappy. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for that super chat. You get some starships for that. Thank you so much. And again, thank you, Shard Baby, for becoming a member of the Cosmos crew. Welcome, welcome. It was very cool to watch the document, but wow, 21 plus hours <laughs> in that small thing. Yeah, could you imagine? I mean, it's an amazing, it's an amazing feat that happens, right? You launch from the Earth, and then from there, you have to go all the way to the International Space Station. You have to catch up to the space station. 
and then you have to dock with it. And, you know, the, the initial day is like a 12 hour work day of you just sitting around, you know, you don't, don't sit around. I mean, there's a lot more to it than that, but a lot of is, a lot of it is waiting for everything to happen. You know, you sit in the, in the capsule for hours possibly. And, you know, eventually I was having a discussion with somebody on Reddit the other day, actually, and this is a, a fun thing to think about a little mental exercise. They were saying, um, the, the, the billionaires and the millionaires right now are doing these flights, right? They're going to the space station. They're doing their own thing, doing the blue origin thing. And they're doing the, um, you know, they're doing all the, all the private space flights for rich people. Right. So you think about this, the, the rich people now it's, it's like $55 million to go to the space station or whatever, you know, a hundred thousand, hundred million dollars to say that, just say all together with the training and everything, hundred million bucks. That's a lot of money. If you get four people, that's 25 million each you split. Right. And if you're a multimillionaire, hundred million dollars in the bank and you have 25 million to do one thing for one time in your life. Right. That's it, it, like that's going to be the most amazing thing you ever do in your life. And it's twenty five million dollars out of your hundred million dollars in the bank. Yeah, of course, you're going to do it. Why wouldn't you do it? If you're an adventurous person, you would do it. But at the beginning of human flight, Wright Brothers era and then commercial flight, only people that were wealthy could afford it. Right. So so. In the beginning, remember, I don't know if you've seen the videos, but there's people that were like dressed to the nines, like super wealthy people that were dressed up in like top hats or smoking cigars in there. They're doing all the things that you would do in a really fancy schmancy, like old school party time, right? So these rich people paved the way for you and me to get a flight from New York to LA for 400 bucks. Right. That's affordable. 400 bucks. And I'll, and you can get a beer. You can get a steak. You can get, um, you know, you can get electronics. You can get anything you need at the airport because these people that were super rich, mega rich, did it in the beginning and they paid the way for us to do it. Not paved. They also paved, but they also paid the way to bring the cost down because more people do it the more cost-effective it's going to be. So this AX-1 mission, it costs a lot of money, but they're paving the way and paying the way for us to get there in the future. So SpaceX and NASA work together. You know, um, Blue Origin does it by themselves. They have some other partners as well. Um, they also, you know, there's Virgin Galactic, et cetera. There are a bunch of providers that will... Um, facilitate these flights in the future. And the more providers we have, the different styles of flight, like a Blue Origin flight, is basically like, broop, you come up, you go up, you come back down. And uh, a SpaceX flight is, broop, you stay up there. You fly up, you stay up there for a couple of days, you know, um, with the... Um, with the Virgin Galactic, you're up for a couple minutes, you know, you get weightless, you hang out, and then you fly back down in a plane, like you're in a plane the whole time, a space plane. How crazy is that? You're in a space plane and then you fly back down to Earth safely. It's insane. So the Inspiration4 mission, what I was talking about earlier, where you fly up to orbit and then you come back down um, with a in a pod with a parachute, you know, that whole thing. It's pretty crazy to think about that. But this AX-1 mission, 
going to the space station, these people paving the way for the rest of us to eventually becoming a space society, you know, we're going to have more people in orbit than ever before in the next 10 years, because we'll have private space stations like the Axiom Space Station, all private space station. Uh, maybe other providers will jump in and make their own space stations too. Maybe there's going to be a giant space station in between the Earth and the Moon, a Lagrange point sometime in the future. Who knows? Who knows where it's going to be? But it's going to be uh, the next 10 years are going to be absolutely incredible for space flight. And I know that if SpaceX can figure out Starship, it's going to change everything. So this AX-1 mission changed the game, completely changed the game. And next up uh, will be Starship once they get that figured out. So that's going to be the Polaris missions. And that's going to change the game again. You know, once SpaceX launches this thing, launches Starship and makes sure that it actually works, yes, it's going to be insanely, insanely progressive for the next 20 years, 30 years. And then it's going to be pretty normal. You know, it's taken 100 years, you know, to get regular flight to where it is now. And, um, you know, space flight, like it, it was pretty much like overnight the way that regular flight, commercial flight started. Um. You know, it was like Wright Brothers and then, oh, yeah, I can go to Hawaii now. <laughs> it, was like, it was like it seemed like it was a couple of years. Right. You know, and now we can jump on a flight and go anywhere in the world if we want to. And pretty soon we'll be able to jump on a rocket and go anywhere in the solar system because of these people. The AX-1 mission so groundbreaking and so um so forward thinking of them. And they also did experiments. You know, they're doing experiments on the ISS. They're not just there for, for a fun ride. They're there because they, um, you know, because they wanted to make a, make a, um, make a change, you know, make a difference. So, yeah, I, I really appreciate those guys doing that because it's, it's insane how cool it is. Um, Bob Brink says, it is crazy to think, they're all traveling 17,000 plus miles per hour doing everything. Yeah, I'm right there with you. Like, I, my mind is blown. I go 70 miles an hour on the highway and I'm like, you know, this is crazy. You know, like, but could you imagine going 17,000 miles per hour flying above the earth? Um, Kenneth, thank you so much for that super chat too, by the way. Amazing. Thank you so much. You get some starships. Check this out. You get some starships. Happy's finishing up with his. Then we got Kenneth uh marnati thank you so much for that super chat appreciate it i like the hat on the guy that's pretty cool too on the little hippo man um and michael max says nasa estimates we will go to mars by 2040 elon wants to be on mars by 2030 yeah that's gonna be cool i'm excited about that too if they can send people to mars 2030 you know it's 2022 now if even if it's even if it is 2040, if it's 2050, you know, we still have 30 years. I hope I'm around still then, you know, 30 years. Who knows? But if I get to see somebody step on the planet Mars in my lifetime, I'm going to flip out. Like I've already flipped out enough. You guys know me. I flip out all the time. So if somebody actually steps on Mars in my lifetime and I get to see it, um, I will. I'll flip out. So that's the plan. Um, for SpaceX and NASA in the future is to get somebody there in the next 10, 15, 20 years. So 
what else do we have to do today? What else do we have to cover? There's some other stuff too. Um, yeah, that's the docking again. We got that going on. We got some Artemis stuff too. Uh, Artemis moon, uh, One Moon Mission Update. NASA Kennedy will conduct a modified wet dress rehearsal in preparation for launch with taking operations. No earlier than April 14th, NASA SLS and NASA Orion will then return to the vehicle assembly building. Uh, yeah. April 14th, a couple days from now. It's the 11th today. Um, but I also, I got to show you guys this too. And I, these, uh, we partnered with the, uh, the Yours app. And they're helping us out with the show. And I use this to go to sleep. I've told people this numerous times. The Yours app, yoursapp.com slash space, the word space. Um, they help me out. You get 60% off the Yours app. Basically, get happy. Be nice. You know, you, you have less stress in your life. You're a better person. That's good. You want less stress. You just want to calm down. The Yours app. I use it to go to sleep. I've talked about it a few times on the show already. Um, sleep better. I use. They have like a story time that I listen to. It's like a like a little like a mini audiobook, like a twenty minute audiobook. Um, it's like a bedtime story. And usually I would do like nature sounds and stuff and crickets and uh, you know streams and stuff. But um, I started using the Yours app, and the um, the effect that it's had on my sleep has been great. And I go to sleep every night. And I wake up and I'm okay. So, yeah, it's really good. Large library of ever-expanding self-care content, breathing clocks, easy yoga, manage stress and anxiety, master your mind, music for relaxation, sleep better, unlock everything with premium. And but you get some, you get free stuff too to start with, and you can use those tools to make yourself have a better day, sleep better, a little bit. You know, a little bit less uh, less stress in your life. So check it out, yoursapp.com/space. Thanks so much for yours app for partnering with the show. Now let's talk about some. Uh, actually, you know what? The Artemis wet dress rehearsal. Let's talk about that for another second here. Artemis and NASA is planning to proceed with modified wet dress rehearsal. I want to I want to show you this because it's directly from NASA. Uh, planning to proceed with modified wet dress rehearsal, primarily focused on tanking the core stage and minimal propellant operations on the interim cryogenic propulsion stage, the ICPS, with the ground systems at Kennedy. Uh, due to changes in loading process procedures required for the modified test, this is the important part. Wet dress rehearsal testing is slated to resume with calls to stations on Tuesday, April 12th and tanking on two, Thursday, April 14th. So they're going to start it up again tomorrow, call the stations, get everything ready, and then a full or a wet dress rehearsal on the 14th. Uh, opportunity to refine the countdown procedures. So they're going to be going through everything they already did with the wet dress rehearsal before. And then we're going to get into everything else. So... That's the plan for the wet dressing rehearsal going forward. Uh, engineers have identified a helium check valve that is not functioning as expected, requiring these changes to ensure safety of the flight hardware. So, yeah, they're going to do a modified test and um, they're going to hope it works. And then I'm going to send it back to the VAB. So um, that's sort of the latest from the uh, Artemis program. And one more thing before we go, one more, one last thing, uh, and then I got to take off. There's a lot of stuff I got to do behind the scenes today. Um, hello, Marina. How you doing? Uh, finally back. Welcome back. Not sure if it's true, but can SLS go to Mars? It's going to be a deep space um, 
I don't know why that's not showing up there. It's going to be a deep space um, flight hardware. So yeah, it should be able to go around the solar system and send probes and things all over the place. So it can eventually go to Mars. Um, I predict 2030 for first human on Mars, says Happy. I hope so. I really do. I really hope it's it's pretty early like that. I think it'll be really cool in the next eight years to see somebody on Mars. Yeah, I would go crazy. I have to watch the replay later. I'll do some, uh, go do some work, stupid responsibilities. <laughs> Thanks, NC Davis. I hear you. That's what I'm doing after this too. In a couple of minutes here, I got to go do some responsibility stuff. Um, I'm happy for Axiom 1. Missed their launch though. Yeah, I watched the launch. It was it was cool. It's it's like you hold your breath for them and you hope that it works, and it um, you know it's it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be cool when they come back too, and they have all their stories and they have all their press conferences and stuff. First person on Mars by the end of the decade. I think that would be awesome, man. I would be I would be pretty happy. Uh, Michael Maxey says the SLS launch tower suffers a broken catch valve that prevents fuel backflow. Yeah, and I hope th I hope they get everything figured out with the SLS. Like I'm not team SpaceX only I'm team space flight and uh, you know, there's team space and all that, you know, all the, all the space people that are supporting each other out there. So I'm a supporter of all space flight. So I think it's important that we get this thing done and I hope they get all the testing done by the 14th and they fix everything and they uh, move on to the next testing procedures. One last thing though. Okay. So this is it. This is a cool tweet from Elon. Uh, convert Twitter San Francisco headquarters to homeless shelter since no one shows up anyway. 91% point, 91.3% say yes. Support homeless people, homeless shelter at the Twitter San Francisco headquarters. Since most people, excuse me, most people at Twitter are remote now. Twitter switched over to a remote work environment, uh, mainly a remote work environment. You can show up if you want to, but the Twitter headquarters is huge. So Elon, since he's a shareholder, uh, he can he can kind of ask people to do things now. And hey guys, do you think we should do a homeless shelter? Because we take up a bunch of real estate. We own this real estate. Why don't we help people if we're not using it? You know, should we rent this out or should we give it give back to the people of San Francisco? So Elon says, convert Twitter San Francisco HQ to homeless shelter since no one shows up anyway. 91.3% say yes. 8.7% say no. I don't know who those people are. Like, why wouldn't you want a homeless shelter? You know, why wouldn't you want a homeless shelter? Don't understand it. But 8.7% people are horrible people and don't want a homeless shelter. Um, so the uh, the fact that Elon has some pull at Twitter now, and he also declined his, uh, his seat for the Twitter board, there's some other stuff going on there, which is uh, – it's some other stuff. But Jeff Bezos and Elon, check this out. Jeff Bezos and Elon – you know, we all want to we all want to yell and fight about Jeff Bezos and Elon Musk being mortal enemies till the end of time. Jeff Bezos reached out to Elon on Twitter, said, or do portion worked out great and makes it easy for employees who want to volunteer. Elon Musk says, great idea. So what's portion? So you click through GeekWire has this uh, Amazon's 
new eight-floor family homeless shelter attached to a Seattle headquarters. In-depth coverage of Amazon from da-da-da-da-da. Attached to one of Amazon's downtown Seattle office buildings, this is from GeekWire, in the heart of Tech Giant's headquarter campus, a new homeless shelter built by the company, company is now open and servicing people in need. Eight floors, 200 people per night, and more than 1,000 family members per year. They can help people. You know, eight floors. But look at how cool this is. Like, look at look at how beautiful this is as a as a homeless shelter. Like, there's a little school in there. It's a really nice place. You know, they're doing they're helping people out, and I think they should because they have the room to do it. I mean, that's a that's a nice cafeteria. If I do say so. Like, I would eat there. It's easy. Like, it's a it's a great way to do it. It's an easy way to use the space to help people out be nice to people and don't just worry about all the money, you know, like because their San Francisco headquarters, probably not a lot of people there, but little store, you know, there's like clothes, you know, you can pick out clothes, whatever. Uh, there's a full kitchen, which is amazing. This little, uh, place to hang out. Yeah. It's, it's beautiful. And also like if you're homeless and like this shows up, like this is, this is like a blessing for you. So, you know, help families out, do it up, Elon. So what I think, uh, what I think is going to happen. So this is, so Elon, uh, said no to the board assignment, right? So let's see here. And I'm going to, I'm going to show you this too, which is, I think it's this one. Yeah, there we go. Uh, team, this is directly from, from the Twitter board team. Elon Musk has decided not to join our board. Here's what I can share about what happened. The board and I had made discussions about Elon uh, joining the board and with Elon directly. We were excited to collaborate and clear about the uh, clear about the risks. We also believe that having Elon as a fiduciary of the company where he, like all board members, has to act in the best interest of the company and all our shareholders was the path forward, a uh, best path forward. The board offered him a seat. So they said, hey, Elon, come on in. We know you spent a bunch of money. You just bought a bunch of stock. We appreciate you. Come on in. Join the board. Help us out. We announced on Tuesday that Elon would be appointed to the board contingent on a background check and formal acceptance. Elon's appointment to the board was to become officially effective 4-9, but Elon shared the same morning that he will no longer be joining the board. I believe this is for the best. <laughs> okay. So the board is saying like, oh, yeah, this is, this is good. We're fine. Uh, we have and will always value input from our shareholders, whether they are our board or not. Elon is our biggest shareholder, and we will remain open to his input. This is a power move. This isn't this isn't Elon going like you know I'm just gonna I'm just gonna talk to you guys. This is Elon saying because if you're sitting on the board, you can't buy the company. This is Elon saying, no, I'm gonna buy this place. I'm going to control it, and we are going to change Twitter. This is exactly what's happening right now. It's not about Elon taking a step back. This is a, a, a this is a takeover of Twitter from Elon because if he's sitting on the board, he can't do that. He can't buy more shares. But if he's not on the board, he can buy as many shares as he wants. He can get 51% and he can have control of the company. So Elon making power moves here. Uh, <laughs> it's funny because they were like, "Hey, come on in, buddy. Come on in. Come hang out." But then Elon's like, you know what? I'm not going to get anything done. I need to be in charge because that's what exactly what would happen is Elon would have these ideas. You know, he has, he has ideas, you know, make an edit button work, 
for everybody. Or if you're a Twitter blue um, person, you get a check mark next to your name. Like that would make sense for a lot of people. You pay the money. You're already like you are a, um, you know, you might not be the best journalist, you know, but you paid your money to get a check mark, basically, if you're a Twitter blue member. So he's like, those are some of his ideas. I'm not saying they're the best ideas, but those are some of his ideas. So going forward, he can, if he's majority stake owner, and he could just buy people out, you know, he can he can buy their stocks. That's how it works. Uh, it's not a hostile takeover or anything like that. He's going to buy more stocks. He's going to get 51% of the stock, and then he's going to do what he thinks is right. And I think what he's going to do is make it into a platform where free speech which he considers free speech is basically anything you want to say you can say on Twitter. Um, but there might be other ways to mitigate the free speech. Like maybe there's a downvote button. Maybe there's, you know, something like that where you're wrangled in. If you are kind of, you know, if you're being mean to people, there's gotta be a way to, to help those people like not, you know, not get uh, harassed and not get brigaded. So they'll figure that out. But right now it's all the power move by Elon to get control of Twitter, which is effectively where all of the news outlets go to post their news immediately. So Elon would have control of Twitter. He'd have kind of what he would have control over the news feed at this point. And, uh, you know, he would, he'd, uh, make some changes, whatever changes he wants to make. And we'll see. Um, Elon is free to buy more stock in the open market. Michael Maxey, yeah, he can just, I, he, he's rich, so he doesn't have to care. Like Elon is ridiculously wealthy, so he can buy whatever stock he wants to. Um, Elon's uh, put the ideas out there. So now it's up to the board to act. Shard baby, yeah, exactly. If they want to, they can. You know, if if they go like, hey, man, we can work with Elon because they know in the future Elon's just going to take over anyway. Uh, but the last paragraph is kind of uh, kind of funny here. Uh, there will be distractions ahead, but our goals and priorities remain unchanged. The decision we make and how we execute it is in our hands and no one else's. Let's tune out the noise and stay focused on the work what uh, and what we're building. So they're building. They're always building. They're always always upgrading. There's all new code all the time at Twitter. So. Um, you know, they're going to continue building what they think is the best platform. And if Elon does end up buying all the stock and taking over, then, you know, then we'll see where that goes. But Jeff Bezos owns the Washington Post throughout history of the United States. Uh, very wealthy people have bought up the news, basically all of the news, you know, and they control the news. So this is just another example of somebody who's mega wealthy buying up sort of a newsy outlet. And it's kind of an aggregator for all the other news outlets, too. So we'll see where it goes. That's all we can say at this point. We don't really know exactly what he's going to be doing, but hopefully he's going to be doing something uh, pretty amazing with Twitter in the future. So that's about it for now. Um, thanks for watching, everybody. I appreciate you. I appreciate everybody who's... Um, Helped out with the channel today. Shard Baby, thanks for being a Cosmos crew member. Happy Cappy, thanks for the super chat. Um, and yeah, the docking, 
was crazy. I agree with you there. And Kenneth, thank you so much for that other super chat with the backwards hat. I should turn my hat backwards. Uh, Michael Max says Twitter is where mainstream reporters go to post their personal opinions on the on the news without advertising. Edit. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly what it is. It's you can you can post whatever you want and have your have your opinions heard there. So and have you know you post your news, but also your little take on it without your editor telling you what to post. So it's going to be. It's going to be a fun, fun next six months at Twitter, I'm sure. And kind of sketchy because Elon's one of those people that's like, hey, you're not pulling your weight. You're out of here. Like one of those kind of people. So, you know, yeah. So crazy, crazy news um, with Twitter and Elon in the future. So, again, if you want to help out, um, you know, go to the Yours app, uh, yoursapp.com slash space and just sign up, you know. You can claim your discount. Be happy. Less stress. Sleep better. Yoga. Breathing clocks. Manage your stress. Music. Go to sleep with a bedtime story like I do. And then, yeah, check it out. It's it's free uh, to try out. And you can try some of the things. And if they work for you, um, you know, upgrade. I, you know, I did. So it's cool. Um, yeah. So check it out. Thanks, guys. I'm out of here for now. Got to. Got to get on here. Got to push that button. Thanks again, everybody, for uh, for the help. Here we go. We got some people here. I'd like to thank some of the people that have helped out. There you go. Got to give you a little shout out there. DNC, thanks so much for being. Let's see. Let's, let's upgrade this. Who's our latest subscriber? DNC. And then now, Cetera, thank you so much. Got that. Upgraded you there. Got you on the on the last screen. So thanks so much, everybody. Appreciate you. Take care, and I'll see you next time. Bye bye.